0: Welcome to The Fathers Speak, a production of the Orthodox West. Each day, Father John Finton reads a selection fitted to the Western liturgical calendar from one of the Fathers of the Church. As we commonly do on Saturdays, let us commemorate the Blessed Virgin Mary by listening to a portion of a homily by St. Bernard of Clairvaux. How gracious is this union of virginity and humility! A soul in whom humility embellishes virginity, and virginity ennobles humility, finds no little favor with God. Imagine, then, how much more worthy of reverence must she have been whose humility was raised by motherhood, and whose virginity consecrated by her childbearing. You are told that she is a virgin, you are told that she is humble. If you are not able to imitate the virginity of this humble maid, then imitate the humility of the virgin maid. Virginity is a praiseworthy virtue, but humility is by far the more necessary. The one is only counseled, the other is demanded. To the first you have been invited, to the second you are obliged. Concerning the first he said, He who is able to receive this, let him receive it. Of the second is said, Truly I said to you, unless you become like little children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Virginity is rewarded. Humility is required. You can be saved without virginity. Without humility you cannot be. Humility which deplores the loss of virginity can still find favor. Yet I dare say that without humility, not even Mary's virginity would have been acceptable. The Lord says, Upon whom shall my spirit rest, if not upon him that is humble and contrite in heart? On the humble, he says, not on the virgin. Had Mary not been humble, then the Holy Spirit would not have rested upon her. Had he not rested upon her, she would not have become pregnant how indeed could she have conceived by him without him? It seems evident, then, that she conceived by the Holy Spirit because, as she herself said, God regarded the humility of his handmaiden rather than her virginity. And even if it was because of her virginity that she found favor, she conceived nevertheless on account of her humility. Thus there is no doubt that her virginity was found pleasing, because her humility made it so. What have you to say to that, haughty virgin? Mary, making no account of her virginity, was happy in her humility. Yet you, heedless of humility, preen yourself on your virginity. God has regarded the humility of his handmaiden, she says, and who is she? a holy virgin, if ever there was one, a sober virgin, a devout virgin. Would you be more chaste than she, more devout? Do you fancy that your modesty is so much more pleasing than Mary's chastity that you on your own can do without the humility she needed to find favor with God? If so, to the extent that you are more worthy of respect because you have received a singular gift of chastity— You do yourself more harm, because you tarnish its beauty by the adulteration of pride. It is better for you not to be a virgin than to be puffed up over your virginity. Not everyone is a virgin, but there are still fewer who to virginity join humility. So if you can do no more than admire Mary's virginity, try to imitate her humility, and for you this will be enough. But if you are both a virgin and humble, then whoever you are, you are great.